the end of the year celebration special edition broadcast of Rosie on the House. We're in the 9 o'clock hour. That's our open line hour where you can phone us at one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE, R-O-S-I-E, the number four and the letter U, Rosie for you. And that's why we're here. Me, Rosie, my son, Romy, my wife, Jennifer, our broadcast engineer, Gary D., are all here at the radio station every Saturday morning for you. We're here to answer any question you might have about home improvement, home remodeling, home maintenance, home repair, or home ownership. We're here to keep you from making any uninformed or silly mistakes. We're here to give you the most correct information that can possibly put together for you, the Arizona homeowner. This year, well, we're, no, we're not in 2018 yet. <laughs> two days. Two we're days away. We're finishing our 29th year. 2018 will be our 30th year of being on air Saturday morning answering Arizona homeowners' questions about how to get things done or how to get things repaired. All of those questions, think of that, the hundreds and hundreds of hours of broadcasting, the thousands of questions are all posted on our website, rosieonthehouse.com, which is like an encyclopedia for you, Arizona homeowners. And it's there for you absolutely free. On that website also just happens to live the number one contractor referral directory in the state as voted by you, the Arizona homeowners. That beats out all the national competition. That beats out all the other local competition. Rosie on the House is the number one contractor referral directory in the entire state. Thank you very much for finding it and using it. Romy's got an email he's going to read in a little while about a business venture, one of our regular Rosie on the House screened contractor users has for us. But I want I to I gotta address one thing because it continues to be the number one thing we're hearing about at our office and in our email. One that everybody wants a calendar. That's that's the number one thing, right? The new calendar we produced for 2018, our first ever home maintenance calendar full of content. It's going to change how we present information week over week. And it is. how we manage our homes and keep them current and on top of maintenance. It's, it's exciting. I'm, I'm glad we didn't do this earlier. And how much are we selling those for? cost of a phone call or an email and just tell us where you want us to just send like it. the website it's free it's free it's free to arizona well, homeowners see it, it, yes as long as you pay to have the internet you know you, okay. you still gotta okay. have that you still gotta pay to have a phone so if you have a phone or an internet all you have to do is use either one of those call us email us we'll send you a calendar mail you uh the first annual rosie on the house home maintenance repair calendar ever mm-hmm First of many. And just for anyone who has asked for one, uh, we had a, you know, for anytime you try something new or something for the first time, you've got new things you've learned and delays. We had a little catch up in our postage delivery. So they'll catch up. 
hiccup. Thank you. Yeah, we didn't have any ketchup. No ketchup. No ketchup in the mail. No ketchup in the mail. Just a little hiccup in the delivery, so it will. It's going out first of the week. We have we have them now. Mm-hmm. I saw them in the back. Well, yeah, warehouse. we got our seven thousand for yeah. that go to our partners. Yeah, and our partners will have these to hand to homeowners as they're visiting them, or if they've got questions. And you know, a lot of our contractors they might be on site with a homeowner who isn't familiar with Rosie on the house. Yeah, they can. Hey, who else do you recommend for this? Well, the there first is. page is a complete printed directory of our partners statewide there you go so if you need if you have a home in flagstaff or a second home in the mountains somewhere prescott prescott tucson you have your entire listing there so it's so a the, very powerful so the calendar is driving like the number one thing that's going on at rosie and i but very close behind number two is the aps rate change that we're in the midst of and we've had specialist on talking about what that's going to do for you APS customers. We are going to have APS on. We didn't want to have them on during the holidays because a lot of people are coming and going. We wanted to give them center stage. But I want you all to take heart. There is a man in this state that used to be the registrar of contractors that used to be on the Arizona Corporation Commission that is trying to get the case reheard and he and i have kind of traded phone calls we haven't talked yet but bill mundell and i are going to have lunch and he has taken the position to the corporation commission who has said they can't rehear the case as a matter of fact one of the commissioners mr burns even brought it into the court system and says we want to rehear this case well apparently mr mundell has uncovered some little condition in the original Corporation Commission statutes that says there is a way to rehear this case. (laughs) So everybody dealing with the anxiety over the current rate case situation at APS, just stay tuned. We'll have more information on that later. Now, as it evolves, just stay tuned right here at Rosie on Us. Okay. We talk about the emails that we get, the emails requesting the calendar, the emails requesting everybody wants our advice. Which rate should I change to at APS? Okay, and other email we get. Here's one, and I want y'all's help on it. I'm, I need to reach out to you plumbers that I know are listening right now. I need to reach out to you homeowners that do a lot of handyman, do-it-yourself work yourself. Here's an email. We've been trying to help this homeowner down in Tucson for a couple weeks now, by mm-hmm. email, nothing we've recommended has solved the problem. So I'm humbling myself and reaching out to you, the Arizona experienced plumbers, and give us a ring if you know what we can help Rick with. Here's the email. We have a knocking sound in the wall behind the toilet when the toilet is flushed. We do have plastic pipe. We've owned the home for 12 years, but this started just a year ago. Any idea what's going on? Yes, John, I know exactly what's going on. Your pressure's too high at the house. Put a pressure regulator on. Rosie, you told me to do that six months ago. I did it. We have it set at 60 PSI. It still did not solve the problem. Okay, Rick, go to, uh, uh, what is the brand? Sue Chief, 
go to suitchief.com and get yourself a mini air hammer arrester. Rosie, you told me to do that three months ago. I did it. So he's got the pressure regulator on at the manifold set at 60 PSI. He has a Chief mini rester water hammer device on the toilet itself, and it still knocks in the wall when the toilet flushes only within the last year, and he's been in the house 12 years. So for any plumber that calls in and solves this for Rick, I will hand deliver a lunch bag with my favorite snacks in it. Oh, boy. (laughs) All right. So phones are open now. If you know what's wrong with Rick's house, call us at 1-888-767-4348. Romy, can we take a call real quick, or do you want to go to that other email you had? Let's get to the calls first. They've called in. Let's do that. Let's welcome Greg from Mesa. Help him out. Hey there. Hey, man. Hey, congratulations on your 30 years. Thank you, Greg. It's just it's just because we've got listeners. You know, if we didn't have any listeners, uh, management here would probably put on some colon cleansing uh, infomercial, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, last oh, year or two ago, I built a, about a 15 by 60 patio cover. 15 by 60? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And... Um, it's exposed rafters now, and I'm thinking about putting a ceiling on it. Okay. I know I don't want to do drywall and plaster because uh, of the problems that creates down the road. Yeah. Um, do you have any recommendation for something that's reasonably inexpensive well, to Greg, what, cover that with? What, on top of the exposed rafters, did you just use, like, uh, chipboard, or did you use, like, a T111, or what? What's the underside of the roof deck? Well, the roof itself is uh, chipboard. Okay, so that um, that's what you see it's, right it's now. Two by two by sixes, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, chipboard doesn't make the prettiest exposed flat ceiling. That's for sure. Yeah, and it's it's all it's all painted now, but you know I need to put some kind of a. It's just exposed rafters, and I just want to put some kind of a you know ceiling cover on it. You know? Okay. The first thing I would do, Greg, is I would think through really careful. Do I have all the lighting that I need up there? Do I have all the ceiling fan junction boxes I want up there? Do I have all the outdoor stereo speaker system wiring that I have up there? And if once I'm convinced that I've got all the wiring in those rafters to accommodate my living and use of that back patio, then I cover it with a T111 probably with a four-inch groove pattern set. T111. T111 plywood, yep. Okay. And that'll give it a a, a rustic but very handsome finished look. But once it's up there and you've got it tacked in place, it's not like sheetrock where you can just open it up and add some more wires or, you know, here's a tube for the misting system I want to install. It's plywood, so you're going to have to tear the whole sheet down and replace it with a whole sheet. So make sure you got all that fun stuff put in there first and then cover it with T111. It'll be a bit more expensive than drywall or plaster for sure, but uh, you'll never have to worry about the the tape coming undone or the texture falling on the floor. Right, yeah. Hey, can I ask you one other quick question? Sure. 
is unusual. It's kind of about permitting, but uh, uh, that patio. I tell you what, I tell you what, Greg. Hang on, hang on one second. We're pushing up against the break here. So we'll put you on hold. You'll, we'll continue this conversation right afterwards. We have Roger also online. Wants to talk about painting over epoxy. And an open line for you at one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you. I'm fixing a hole where the rain gets in. And stops my mind the from wandering. Final show where it will of 2017, our 29th year of broadcasting. And nothing, Gary D, stops my mind from wandering. Nothing. I know that for a fact. <laughs> but I like what Romy says. What he doesn't know intrigues him. Yeah. I, I like that. Yes. Well, let's go back to Greg, who we had on the line. We were talking about well, how to if you want to cover know something the ceiling. That I didn't know. Yeah, because I was kind of curious. I'm like, okay, so he's got a 16, 60 by 15. That's a nice patio. If you're doing a four by eight sheet of T111, obviously you can butt two eight foots up end to end, and you'll have to cut a foot off, and then you'll stack them. So I'm like, how many sheets is he going to need? Well, it calculates out to 30. How much does a sheet of T111 weigh? I, well, it depends if you buy nine ply or eleven ply. If you get five eighths or three quarter, so you. I'm going off of five eighths. You're going to want to... I don't know you need three quarters. He does not. Ceiling. That's a good point. That's a good point. How much does it weigh? I would say a sheet of that probably weighs about 40 pounds. 58. Okay. So, I'm stronger than I thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if this is a do-it-yourself project, it would be a good idea to rent one of those... I don't know exactly what they call it, but you know, it's basically... Sheet lifter. A, yeah. And you set it on there. It tilts... And you just crank it up to the top, and you know it takes a little while to get it exactly lined up the way you want it, especially the first one. But man, now during the break, we took a phone call from one of our Rosie certified vendors. Okay, so hang on, and said, "Rosie, you're a knucklehead." (laughs) Before we get to Tim, so fifty-eight sheets, or I'm sorry, thirty sheets at fifty-eight pounds. That's seventeen hundred pound payload that he needs delivered. Chances are most people. Don't have a vehicle that they could throw all that into. Nope. Call Health Lumber. <clears throat> so we're going to need a They'll delivery service yep. here. <laughs> Just call Health Lumber. They'll get it out to you if you want to go plywood. But Tim from JLC Enterprises says, Rosie, you're a knucklehead. That's rough textured. Spiders love it. It's hard to keep clean. It, you've got to maintain it. He says, have the guy put vinyl siding up there. He could hose it off. It stays mm-hmm. cleaner. You never have to paint it. You never have to do anything. So back into the conversation. Greg, vinyl siding would be another very, very good option. So better done me. We're not thinking about it. And okay. if it yeah, was... I thought about vinyl siding, too, and I said had time to research it. Yeah. Know, well, J- JLC Enterprises is the Rosie Certified Siding uh, and Installation. And they're in the Southeast Valley, too. Yeah, right there uh, in, your, in your neighborhood. So Okay, so your okay. second question. Well, I um, before I built this patio, the house has like a eight by eighteen inset patio, so it has uh, sliding doors mm-hmm. um, on both sides and a sliding door into the house. So mm-hmm. you have this basic rectangle. Okay, got it. Okay, so um, the unusual thing is that square footage is included 
and recorded as livable square feet. Okay. On the assessor's page? Yeah, there's a 144 square foot error. (laughs) And all the houses in this development, this model, have that. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to knock those walls out and move it out so it's flush. Okay. Okay. And uh, we've gotten, you know, bids and we're getting ready to have it contracted. One of the contractors said because it's already included in the livable square footage of the house, that we wouldn't have to permit it. What city are you in? Mesa. I don't, I don't think that's true. I, I, if. I would call City of Mesa Building Department and verify it for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of unusual. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm not, I'm not sure that's true, but, but. Okay. God bless him if it is. He knows it better than I do, but I, I don't think that's right. If you were okay. contracting us, I know we would draw it up. We would go down to the City of Mesa and we would let them tell us, "Oh, you don't need a permit for this." But I would try getting a permit. Okay. That, that was, you answered the question. <laughs> okay, man. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate the call. Thank you. We've got Roger calling from Williams and Rob calling from Phoenix. But you want to touch on this other email real quick, buddy? Want to hit it? Yeah, we have about 90 seconds here. It is Virginia. Did you, Rosie, did you ever consider a home warranty company with your certified partners? Ooh, that's really the insurance business. And one, I don't believe in home warranties. Yeah. But what she's really asking is, how do I develop a relationship with all the Rosie certified partners so I know I never get taken advantage of or cheated? RosieOnTheHouse.com. We have that solution. RosieOnTheHouse.com. All, <clears throat> all you need for your home is there. And we've added a new powerful feature that we've partnered with a software development company called Home Zada. So if you go to RosieOnTheHouse.com. This is awesome. Mouse over your homeowner resources and click on Home Zada Digital home management and you can see nobody's got this but us nobody <laughs> Romy that you are a genius and you can hear an entire podcast we actually had one of the founders in here on December 4th talking about this feature and we've got it all nicely put together and take your home management to the next level I've been using it for a long time and I'll talk through how I've been using it for the projects we've been getting done at our house this week that have to do with showers and painting and organization. It beats any home warranty with a stick. With a Louisville slugger. There you go. Everybody's kind of bouncing around in the studio this morning. It is a hopping show today. Man, the phones are like on fire. Shake it, babe. There you go. Get it going. (laughs) Well, when y'all throw things out there, like call us with this and call us with that. You you get busy. You you guys look all relaxed, but it gets kind of hopping back here. (laughs) So I wanted to start with, I had two people call to give. um, Just let Roger and Williams, I know you've been on a whole long time. We're going to get to you, buddy, I promise. And then Rob and Phoenix and Bill, we're going to get to you all, but Jennifer has something that came in during the break. Yeah, so two possible solutions for that air hammer that won't go away. Rick and Tucson. Mm-hmm. We had um, Keith and Tucson, plumber, called and said that one time he ended up replacing a cartridge in the shower. He said especially if it's a pressure balance kind of thing that he replaced it. He said it doesn't 
you know, it kind of sounds funky, but that solved the problem for him. But plumbing problems are funky. That's just a, that's just a universal truth. That's so to stop the air hammer in this man's wall in Tucson every time the toilet flushes. Keith wants him to change the shower valve. Well, I think <laughs> okay. I think he's willing to try I, anything. I, yeah, at this point. I would. I would. I but, would do it. Yeah. And, and Miss Marcy, who's very resourceful, figured out for herself that the that the air hammer in her house had to do with the water softener and whenever it regenerated, and it was an old softener, so she unplugged it and it quit. So there you okay. go. Okay, those Rick, two. We'll reach out to Rick and give him those two ideas. We've already the two ideas I've given him haven't worked, so we'll just keep throwing him ideas. And I've had several phone calls, Romy, for your calendar. And um, it's very kind words. Very. It's sweet. not my calendar. Well, just in so my you mind know. it is, as, as your proud mama. <laughs> You've worked so hard on it. The calendar is just, just great. But I had someone, We wouldn't have it without Romy, that's for sure. That's for sure. And so anyway, um, one gentleman called and said, congratulations on the 30. And he said, I'm going to start this year and get the calendar. And everyone for the next 30 years, and they're going to be my collector's item. So... They, you know, we haven't really, we didn't know if this was going to be an ongoing thing or not. You know, something new, sometimes on paper and in concept, it sounds great, and then you put it out on the market, and it's like, Pfft. so we don't know if we're going to have a 2019 calendar. What's that? <laughs> like a flop. <laughs> well, okay. based on the response, but, that's not going to be the, the time. The but issue. we've already got people signing up for it, so I think we will. <laughs> I, I heard you on the phone the other day. I overheard you talking to the printer saying get ready for the second the second edition run yeah yeah we're gonna have to we're gonna go through the first ten thousand that quick and yeah. they are still in the process wow. of being mailed so i've had people call also i don't have mine yet it's okay don't panic we're just <laughs> they um we just pulled the trigger before christmas and they're they'll be coming out in the next week or two All in right. the d household we've got a, a little minor problem because that home maintenance calendar i have hanging up which is fantastic but my arizona highways calendar has gotten real jealous <laughs> it's... and something if doing this next year uh we're going to add a couple stipulate or, or a couple additional features so we had the photo contest where people could send in pictures of arizona landscape and wildlife the, the arizona homeowners not professional photographers they sent us their pictures you put it out there and all the listeners voted on the 12 winners there, there were, and, and there awesome. were some professional awesome. photos in there, uh, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, if you're a professional photographer, you can enter too, but anybody could enter. And it's the homeowners and the website users that vote on it, so anybody's got a chance to win. Well, next year, that landscape outdoor picture, wildlife or, or landscape, has to be from inside an Arizona state park. So we've added okay. an additional layer to help bring the state parks in everyone's home. Perfect. We're going to add that. And then each month, we were talking in the 8 o'clock hour about the Farm Bureau will be here at the beginning of each month to talk about what's in harvest. January will be citrus. February, carrots. Uh, I don't have them all memorized, but I know May is dairy month. And so we're going to take the recipes that y'all voted on that contain those ingredients so we'll have so we'll a, have a photo contest and a, the winning recipe for whatever's in harvest in Arizona at that time. We will it, have a reason beef, to make it a carrot, collector's lettuce. item yes. every year. Fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it is. It's going over huge. All right. Let's get back to the phones. We've got a couple people been waiting a while. We've got Roger, Rob, Sharon, and Bill. Let's start with Roger calling from Williams, Arizona. Good morning, Roger. 
Good morning. I, I have a couple of comments about before we get to my problem. Okay. Uh, this guy with the patio ceiling, just use some eighth-inch paneling. Okay. Eighth you get it in light or dark or whatever, and you can probably haul, a, haul a, all you need in one truckload. That's true. And I thought of another one. We're doing a home remodel where the patio is about the same size, and it was all the beadboard. And, yeah. and that really looked good, which would go along with your, your recommendation of a paneling. It looked really right. handsome. Yeah, you can get a light or dark color, whatever you yeah. want in that, and it's real light. Okay, excellent. And also, I, I called APS, and I, I'm on a flat rate. I only My bill's only about $15, $20 a month. but they. Uh... <laughs> and you probably heat with gas and Williams. No, I have a wood stove. Yeah, yeah. okay, all right. But uh, my rate's going from like 11.8 or 10.8 to 11.2 or something. It's almost insignificant. Very good. But all anyway, right. I've got, a, I've got a, a, a countertop, you know, a, you know, what do they call that, plastic stuff. Plastic and, laminate. Uh, the, the tenant went in, uh, right in front of the sink. Looks like he hit it with a hammer or something and busted it out there. Ooh. So I glued together the wood, you know, behind it. Okay. But the front then I used an epoxy and put the flock in it. You know, it just kind of thickens it up. Okay. And then I filed it off. But I, I like to kind of paint it. The counter is real light colored, real. It's like a white almost. And is there a paint that will stick to that epoxy? Ooh, boy. Well, it's designed not to have anything stick to it. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to have to find something abrasive to rough the edge, some thick coat of primer, and then paint on top of that. I'm going to discourage you. I use rasp, you know, to, to to, to work it around so it's fairly smooth, so it's not real smooth now. You know what, Roger? You're going to need to take a picture of it, describe the product, and I'd get into a PPG paint store in Flag, yeah, uh, and 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 talk to them. You may even end up going with a small container of a, of an auto body paint. Yeah, that's a, that's well, auto bodies are fiberglass, but I don't know how much resin actually is exposed on fiberglass bodies. Well, but until you until you fill it with Bondo, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> So that that's going to be my recommendation, uh, Roger. Take a picture of it and get into one of the professional paint stores in, in your area and see what they can recommend. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to have any real strong recommendation one way or another. All right, let's see if we can go to Bill real quick because he has a suggestion for Rick and the plumbing solution uh, down in Tucson. Bill. Yes, hi. Hey, you got an idea on how to help Rick down in Tucson? I've had the same problem in my house. Okay. And it, it went down to the cartridge inside the shower head. It went down to the cartridge inside the shower head. That, that's two shower head and shower head or shower valve? Valve. Yeah, okay. Valve cartridge. And out of okay. curiosity. So he's supporting, he's supporting Keith the plumber in Tucson. Was it a single pull? I'm sorry, sir. Was it a single pull, or did you have a hot knob and a cold knob? No, it's a it's it's not a single pull. It's a single rotate. Okay. All right. And uh, once once that cartridge was replaced, for some reason, it was not making a complete seal. It started losing its uh, seal around the edges of the O rings, and it became a little air pocket, and that's what caused uh, the the banging in the hose in the plastic lines. Okay. All right. Well, Rick's going to be really glad he reached out to Rosie <laughs> on the house, and I'm going to be really glad I reached out to all of you. 
because that's two now. This is the kind of data that we collect. And I don't know anybody else that has the capacity to collect data from homeowners all across the state. That's why the answers that we post at rosianhouse.com are are so valuable and so informative. So, all right. That's, let's see if we can get to, Romy, let's see if we can get to Sharon calling from beautiful Flagstaff, Arizona, the snowless city in Arizona. Hello, Sue, Sharon. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, excellent. Super fantastic. Yeah. yeah um, I'm hoping you can help me with a problem that I have with my refrigerator. Let's try. It's almost 20 years old. It was in the house when we bought the house. It's a Kenmore, Sears Kenmore. Okay. And several years ago, my husband took out the um, ice-making unit because we just don't use it. Okay. So there's no water source leading to the refrigerator. Okay. And now it's starting to have water in the bottom of the refrigerator, underneath the drawers on the bottom. Mm-hmm. I pulled out a drawer because I noticed there was a lot of water in the drawer, and sure enough, underneath. Okay. Now, I think it's coming from the freezing unit in the freezer, how it runs that white tube or something down the back of the refrigerator. Right, right. And I think that's where it's coming from, but I don't understand why it would be coming. Okay, that Just, tube... That tube takes the when 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 the refrigerator goes into defrost mode that uh-huh. that tube takes the condensation that's in the refrigerator freezer and drains it out 20 years ago at Kenmore you may very well if you look at the bottom front of the refrigerator there'll be a removable panel toe kick panel down there held on by two or four screws take that off and okay. you, you very well may see a little pan right there that it's supposed to be draining into. But if some little food particle or something, lint or whatever, has clogged that drain tube, then the water is going to overflow inside the refrigerator unit itself. So oh. make sure that drain tube is clear. Okay. And and generally speaking, those older refrigerators would drain into a pan that was underneath okay. the refrigerator, and then the heat from the compressor would cause the water in that pan to evaporate. You never had to empty the pan. You never had to do anything. But when it gets clogged, the water shows up inside the refrigerator just like you're combating right now. Oh, great. Thanks a lot. All right, Miss Sharon. You listening to us on CAF Radio? I sure am. Uh, we appreciate that. Thanks a million. Okay, and thanks for the calendar. Hey, did you already get it? No, but I'm going to get okay. it. It's, All right. it. It'll be in the mail. Yeah, they just got, we've been taking pre-orders on it now for about a month, and we just got them delivered 10 days ago, and they're just beginning to go out. Our our mail room uh, took the week off between <laughs> Christmas and New Year's, like the rest of the staff. Yeah. We, we gave the whole week off and told everybody, just go, go home and spend it with your family. But uh, Jen Gura uh, operates the mail room. And the inventory room for the e-commerce store. And she's our receptionist. Uh, and she's assistant to the sales department. And we better not <laughs> we better not lose Jen Gura. <laughs> she's got, she got this, a lot of mailing to do starting and, on Monday. <laughs> and this example Sharon's talking about, about the, was it a Kenmore? Kenmore refrigerator, yep. This is where in 20 years from now, 
this home zada or rosie on the house home zada digital application is going to be so powerful because as people enter the products and the manufacturers into the system and they use the system to help maintain it and keep it up we'll be able to look at the record sheet and say you know what this is what tends to happen with the majority of those units and how to fix it or if somebody's looking to purchase a new refrigerator they can see a track record of which brands uh, are reporting the least maintenance and the most cost effective i mean it, it's going to change uh not only the face of home ownership but it'll be the first time there'll be any kind of collective information on how these mechanical and appliances device work on an ongoing basis. It's got the potential to change manufacturing over a long enough course of time. Romy, when you came up with this idea, I I, I thought you were like on a dose of peyote or something. I thought, well, what? what what is he thinking? How can we possibly wrap all this up into one package? And uh, and you you were able to pull it off, and it's going to be incredible. What Home Zada at Rosie on the House does for the Arizona homeowners really is going to change. Arizona homeownership. All right, let's see if we can wrap up the last caller for this hour. Bring in Rob calling from Phoenix. Good morning, Rob. What you up to this morning, hey, my friend? Good morning. Good morning, Rosie and Romy. Thanks for taking my call again. You betcha, bud. So I got a few thousand square foot of uh, engineered uh, hardwood. It's uh, white oak. They're pretty rustic looking. And uh, the planks are six foot long and six inches wide. Okay. And one of them in particular is uh, developed a split in the center of it, almost as if the, uh, the plank kind of swelled a little bit and it's got a split right in the middle of it. Well, it probably uh, doesn't matter because that only happens when it's in a closet, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, it happens right when it's a transition from the yeah. main family room into the yeah. dining room. Yeah, it <laughs> always happens like at the front door or right in like where it's the, the, the most obvious eyesore in the entire house. Okay. So the actual plant plank of wealth is Correct. Oh that's yeah. a bummer. That's a bummer. So you want to know how to fix it? Yeah, it's it's you know, it's not uh like it's not a wide crack, like it's Literally, like if a, a piece of veneer just developed a split down the center, like I could squeeze a needle in there if I could knew the right kind of a pussy or something to shoot in there and put some weight on it and let it cure. Or just hang a shiny ob ceiling so when people walk in there, they look up. <laughs> Listen, Rob, hang they on. I'm, we're going to throw a lifeline out here. We're going to dial up one of Rosie's flooring experts. We're going to bring in Mr. Vaughn Payne from East Valley Floors. And let's see what Vaughn would do in replacing a split-engineered wood plank floor when it's right in the middle of the room. Vaughn? Hey, good morning. Hey, buddy. Are we interrupting you? <laughs> I'm actually sitting on a forklift in my warehouse organizing and trying to get this, the new year ready for everybody else. So you're, you're shuff- All the other installers are out and about and taking sh- the day off, but I'm, you're shuff- I'm in the warehouse. You're anyway. shuffling around your supply of engineered wood flooring. <laughs> 
That's right. Hey, there you go. Were you able to hear Rob's question on yes, what he's dealing I with? Was. Okay, Rob, so this first... is Vaughn Payne from East Valley Floors. Vaughn, this is Rob with a split wood engineered floor. You guys solved the dilemma. Okay. I'm going to take a break. Good, good morning, Rob. The question <laughs> morning, first Vaughn. is, do you have additional material? Do you have an extra plank of material? I do, yeah. For repair? Okay. So it can be removed and replaced, and it involves a router and things like that. That's the permanent best solution, so you'll never see that crack. And so it's a, probably an hour, hour and a half's worth of work for a, a technician who knows what he's doing. But you'll take out the entire plank of wood and then drop in a new piece. And it's usually tongue and groove interlock, so you'll have to lose the bottom edge of the um, grooved side. And then you'll use a heavy-duty uh, hardwood adhesive to anchor it in place. Once you put it in place, then put a lot of weight on it for about two or three days and let it sit. Don't disturb it. And then after two or three days, it will be as strong as any other part of the floor, for sure. If, okay. If you didn't the, have um, wood, the, then the you could buy that a, split a, is only about six inches in length. And if I do okay. put pressure on it now, it, it disappears because that's how fine of a split it is. Is okay. there something that I could do, you know, an, an epoxy that I could shoot in there? Um, well, if you do any epoxy, there won't be any color to it, of course. But, yes, you can. And the product we use a lot of is called Deco Res, but it is a, a two-part epoxy that you would mix up. And, and, yes, you can inject it with a needle and squirt it in. Same thing, make sure you put weight on it. But make certain when you do that that there's no excess epoxy that squirts out through that gap. But if you put weight on it, yeah, it should hold and stay down in the future. So that would be a much easier, shorter uh, repair for sure. Hey, Vaughn, where would a homeowner find Deco Res? Um, Virginia Hardwoods is in Central Phoenix, just south of the ballpark. And then there's another company called Gallagher on 32nd Street and Broadway in Phoenix. And those are two of the most likely uh, sources. Okay. Both of those are hardwood wholesale distributors, but they will sell small repair kits and things to homeowners for sure. Very good. Vaughn, we appreciate you letting us interrupt your Saturday morning and your little playing around on your forklift. Rob, I certainly hope that helps. The Virginia Hardwood has been around a long time. They're great people down there. It's a, it's a syringe and a clamp and a weight. And no excess. Any excess is going to discolor it. Then you're going to be mad at Vaughn and mad at Rosie because every time you walk in that spot, you're going to see that epoxy and you're just going to say, man, I should have replaced the plank. 10 o'clock hour coming up, y'all. Stay tuned.